Welcome to the RV Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to meet somebody who just finished 1,000 days on the road. Hi everybody, I'm Mike Wendland and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride Jennifer and we're delighted to have you join us on the RV podcast this week. We got a lot to talk about, maybe too much. <laughs> so we better get talking. <laughs> yeah, hey, first of all, let's send out a big congrats to uh, Patrick of Poolsville, Maryland. He is the winner of our latest giveaway, which is a one-year subscription to the awesome tier of Camp NAB, that's a membership uh, program that uh, is worth like uh, 270 bucks. And we are huge fans of Camp NAB. They have a tremendous tool that, uh, what it does is it is it snags campsites that are at sold out campgrounds. When there's a cancellation uh, for a site, they will send you a quick notice and then you're able to grab that site yourself. It's a pretty cool deal. And like once every five minutes, they're checking to see if there's something that has become available. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's great. So you can check it out. We'll put a link to Camp Nab. Uh, it's getting to that time where, you know, particularly like you're looking for something around Memorial Day and you might be having some trouble finding it. Uh, you just tell them the sites, uh, the campgrounds you want, and they'll, they'll let you know. And remember, Cap Neb really works. Yeah, it does. Does a great job. Um, we are back in uh, the business again. We found out what was wrong with our motorhome. And if you are a YouTube subscriber, you saw the video that we did on Saturday that identified it. And, and many of you guessed what it was. Critters. Mice. Mice in particular. In this case. Yeah, they, they clogged our air filter. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was an ugly scene, but we got the mice out, although we just found some <laughs> somewhere else. We got else. the mice out, $200, and the mice are out, and there's still field mice out there. Yeah, in our house. Now we got <laughs> mice in, in our house. house. Oh, well, mouse in the house, we'll, we, we'll work on getting rid of those guys, too. Uh, so that was pretty funny. And there was a lot that was going on on social media this week. Our um, Facebook RV Lifestyle Group continues to grow by the hundreds every day. And uh, our Wendy Boyer is uh, one of our social media gurus out there in social media. And she's got this week's social media buzz. One post that's creating quite the buzz this week over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group was of a paper towel roll that had completely unrolled everywhere. The post was from Eddie and Eddie said, what would cause this? I don't own a cat, the RV's locked up. Could it be paranormal, a small creature? Well, hundreds offered suggestions, some silly, some serious. Um, and it's quite a common problem, be it from vibrations going down the road or maybe when you park your RV, it's not completely level. Um, and what struck me was just how helpful everybody was. Some like Carrie said Eddie just needs to switch his paper towel brand and the problem would be gone. And others like Dennis said they solved the issue by putting a rubber band around the roll. What a great idea and hopefully uh, problem solved for Eddie. The next thing I'd like to share is from Tyler. Tyler camps with his wife, his dog, and two cats and they love to boondock. But one of his problems is there's all this dirt that gets constantly into their RV. Tyler said they sweep, mop, use a swifter. They are constantly cleaning dirt. 
and he asked what others do to stay on top of it. Some said they just need to invest in a small um, handheld vacuum or Roomba. Some had unique ideas like Cecilia, who said she brings a small leaf blower camping and she opens the door and just blows it all out. Um, and then others like Betty said that what he needs is a muddy mat. He's, apparently this is a very good rug for getting that dirt off your shoes and your paw and your dog's or cat's paws. Very interesting stuff there and hopefully Tyler will let us know what he does. And then the last one I'd like to share with you is a post that's a little more maybe philosophical. And it came from Tony and he asked, what is one of the unexpected satisfactions that came from RV ownership? Hundreds of responses, quite the buzz was created by this one. Some highlights included Judy saying she gets a mini vacation every weekend, or Kimberly that said her RV has meant forced relaxation. Who doesn't need that? And then Tracy, she said the community, the RV community has just been one of those things that she didn't expect and really enjoys. And then perhaps my favorite was from Russell. And he said, being able to go to my RV after a day of sightseeing and just relax in my own bed, I knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't realize how much better it is than a hotel. What a great answer. And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Boyer. I'll see you over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. You know, it really is a mystery when you first get your RV and you look and the paper towels are all unwound and you say, how did that happen? So it's, I'm glad that we aren't the only ones who have experienced that. Yes, uh, I think a, a whole lot has. All right, thanks, Wendy. And if you guys are not a part of the Facebook group, just go to rvlifestyle.com slash Facebook and uh, you fill out some, some questions and uh, agree to the rules. That's the important part. And then uh, you can uh, also be a member of our Facebook group. Okay, when we return, we will be here with uh, the uh, interview of the week. You're not going to want to miss that. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-sized Aurora Lux medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we had to do is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put the sheets and the bed covers on, and we found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free, and if you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. That means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get the maximum discount off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for a big discount on your RV mattress 
by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. All right, time now for the RV interview of the week. And this week you're going to meet Allie Wimberly. And Allie, short for Allison, and her husband Wiley, and uh, two short little Jack Russell Terriers, uh, Pippa and Nigel. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of bouncing around with little <laughs> Jack Russell. Boing, boing. Yep. They recently celebrated one thousand days of living on the road in their rv full time and a class b yes and um they're still married they're still speaking they're still married so yeah. that's encouraging now if you're a regular of the rv facebook group the rv lifestyle facebook group you've seen ali regularly uh ali uh, shares her her stories and the great campsites that she's gone to and particularly beautiful waterfalls uh, uh, she works actually part-time for uh, waterfall keepers of north carolina which is a non-profit that she founded and loves waterfalls uh, but she is just a delight of a of a person if you've read her on facebook uh, we just thought it would be great to bring her on the podcast and to learn what they learned after a thousand days on the road and uh, so she's going to talk about how they started the journey and uh, uh, why they decided to go full-time. I think you're going to find that really interesting. I think this is so awesome that they were able to do this at such a young age, 52 and 53, that, that Wally could work full-time from the road. I mean, it's encouraging to all those out there yeah. to, to do this, not have to wait till retirement age to hit but the road. In particular, as you meet Allie, listen to the reason she and her husband decided to do this now and not wait till later. This might uh, hit home for a lot of us out there. Uh, we invite you now to listen to Allie Wimberly. Well, Allie joins us right now. Allie, where are you? Uh, we are at Cheyenne Mountain uh, State Park uh, in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and we I... are at Cheyenne Mountain. I can see the NORAD entrance. Uh, yes. So it's really interesting. I know. I know right where you are. We have been there ourselves on several occasions, and it's a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous state park. Uh, one of the better. Well, let, let's start with a little bit about how this all began for you, because this was a pretty big adventure. Tell us about your life before and what caused you and your husband to decide to go be a full-time RVer. Okay. Well, um, it all goes back to our history, I would say. My husband's mother died at 38 of cancer and my mother at 53 of leukemia. So our experience is that none of us are promised tomorrow. And people say, when I retire, uh, I'm going to RV around the country, or I'm going to buy a mountain house, or I'm going to live at the beach, or whatever those retirement dreams are. And from our personal experience, we knew that that might not ever happen. And so rather than postpone our dreams, while we're healthy and our mobility is good, we decided to go ahead and buy um, our Pleasure Way Plateau FL um, in 2016, February of 2016. And uh, we part-time for four and a half years. And then in summer of 2020, we took the leap. After four and a half years, we knew that we loved this lifestyle. We got along well. Uh, we had 
traveled more and more every year. And it came to the point where 2019, 2020, when COVID hit, our home in the North Carolina mountains had sat empty for seven months. And we just couldn't justify paying, you know, a mortgage and insurance and utilities and, and all that on a home that was sitting empty. And my husband was not the kind of person who would want to rent it. And so we sold it and the people who bought it, bought it furnished. Uh, they wanted everything from our dishes and our silverware to the junk drawer. Uh, and they bought our golf cart and everything. <laughs> and we just walked away. It all fell into place meant to be. Um, it was, there was a bidding war on the house in 2020. Uh, so it was the right time and we, we've been never regretted it and, and never looked back. You know, one of the things I wanted to, to make sure of, uh, this was not a spur of the moment decision. You knew that this lifestyle was you because you had tried it for four, four and a half years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think there are some people that are like, we're just going to sell everything and buy an RV and travel around the country. And they've never even camped before. They've never been in an RV trip. They might have tent camped. They might have, you know, traveled to resorts or cabins. But this is a whole different animal. And um, I believe that unless you spent some time part-timing, um, it would be hard to know whether the lifestyle is really for you. Now, tell us about this. You've been doing this now. Uh, I, we love this thousand days of, of full-timing. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's start with what you like the best about it, and what are some of the challenges. And I think we'll start with the challenges, okay. just uh, just just to kind of make sure we have full accountability here for everybody. Yes. Talk about the challenges of full time RVing. Okay, um, I would say probably the biggest challenge is that we are working remotely on the road. And so I do plan ahead and make reservations. Uh, I use Campendium uh, for user-generated reviews, and they'll have cell, to cell coverage, which we need to work, um, and reviews about the campgrounds. And you hope that what you've read and the research you've done is true to form, but sometimes you arrive and either the cell coverage the tower's overloaded, so it's not working, and we have a 9 a.m. Zoom meeting the next day, or the park isn't quite what we expected, um, and you have to do what I call, this is my motto, modify and adjust. <laughs> so that is my motto that I've learned over these seven years of of our being part-time and full-time uh what the the conclusion i've come to is you have to be able to modify and adjust and so that so, that tells me that one of the key attributes is being flexible <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so if we get somewhere and it's not what we expected it to be or the cell coverage is in and we're not going to be able to work we either stay there that night and leave early in the morning or we'll just drive into town um, and, you know, use the, the cell coverage more in town rather than at the campground that's more remote. Um, and, you know, that, that, has, that has worked for us. Uh, I would say the other big challenge is because we are scheduled four to six months out 
and we have a strict schedule as far as we travel on Sundays and Wednesdays. Well, what if you don't feel like traveling that day? What if you're under the weather or you didn't see all the things in the area that you wanted to see? Um, you're kind of a slave to the schedule. And so if you were to change something, uh, and uh, then you would have to catch up down the road and then that's an issue. So, you know, those, those are the big challenges for us. I would say the, the campgrounds not being what you expected on for different reasons and having to travel when you don't necessarily want to. Well, and I'm sure there's there's some others, and we've heard of things like def- decision fatigue and stuff. But but th- those can be expected, and I think that was really helpful that you you've kind of started with that perspective. But now tell us the good stuff. Why is this the lifestyle for you? Oh, it is beyond my wildest dreams and expectations. I will tell you that right now. What I envisioned this life to be like, and what it is, is so much more. Uh, The beauty, the natural beauty that I have seen, the things that I've experienced, the people we've met along the way uh, are just something I could have never imagined. Uh, This country has surprised me over and over and over again with the diversity of the different environments, the the natural, uh, you know, environments and the natural beauty. And um, it, it's just, just awe-inspiring, um, the, the, what the U.S. has to offer as far as the, the natural beauty and different experiences. Talk about some of your favorite places and maybe some of the surprises that you've found along the way. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay, well, my favorite places, um, it's pretty easy. I definitely have a favorite latitude. So everything just below the Canadian border are my favorites. So Oregon, Washington, you know, North Shore, Minnesota, Northwoods, Wisconsin, UP, and Maine uh, would, would be my favorites. And what those all have in common is the Alpine region forest. Uh, they have either Great Lakes or ocean with cliffs with the with the waves crashing against the cliffs and the beautiful forest and the you know incredible views and and awesome hiking and that those environments really speak to me the most and how about some of the surprises that you and wiley have encountered well you know um we spent this winter in arizona um and um the the diversity of the state uh, of Arizona, um, I think but as a Southeastern girl, I grew up in Memphis and I lived in South Carolina and North Carolina. You know, I just pictured uh, Arizona as saguaro cacti and desert. And uh, we went up to Mount Lemmon uh, in the Alpine region and uh, there were, you know, incredible vistas and snow-capped peaks and um, it's just so foreign uh, in my mind of what I expected Arizona to be like. Um, and, and of course, you know, Northern Arizona versus Southern Arizona. Sure. And then in the middle, um, you know, you have a little bit of, of both. So, you know, states like that um, have, have been a big surprise. Um, another big one, like we just went to Great um, 
sand dunes national park and uh just the the awesome uh dichotomy of the sahara desert meets the colorado snow-peaked mountains just things like that that you know you've seen pictures and videos and movies and such of these things but until you're there in person and are standing before it you just can't you can't understand it and, and even when you're seeing it you can't understand it because it doesn't even make sense they these things don't go together and yet there they are and you're getting to stand there and experience it is just so powerful it is um how do you and wiley divide your time on the road who drives who dis, who plans uh, yes. you know two people cooped up in basically a van for a thousand days uh yes. how, how have you handled just the normal tensions that come from that well our wiley does all of the driving um i actually in the seven uh years that we have owned the van almost seven and a half years we've owned the van I had never driven the van uh, really? and, until a week and a half ago. Um, and it wasn't that I was afraid to drive the van. I just didn't want the responsibility that if anything happened, it was on me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our home. Um, and if, if something does go wrong with the van, it's a big, you know, big deal trying to figure out where down the road we can get it fixed. And, and you know, what are we going to do with the dogs and all that kind of thing? It, it's definitely a factor. So I had not driven it until recently, and now I've driven it twice in the last week and a half. Um, so he has done the driving, and I do all of the planning, all of the research um, about where we want to go, uh, the reviews. Um, we are pr primarily doing this for the hiking. That's why we're in it. We are outdoors enthusiasts, most mostly hiking. We do a little canoeing and kayaking here and there, but for, primarily for the hiking. So we are looking for national forests, national parks, state parks um, that have good hiking from the campground so that we don't have to break down and set up. So there's a lot of research that goes into the parks that I select and then the route um, to get all of the uh, bucket list items uh, that I have things that I've heard about and seen, you know, my whole life or more recently that someone told me about that I want to see along the way. I try to try to do all the things and see all the things and you just, you can't, but I try to, to plot our course so that we can see as many this time around. And then if we don't get it this time around, we get it the next time. That's why we like this shirt, small house, big yard. And uh, you're just, just a couple of real quick, brief answers. And, and I'll go, uh, people always ask, what do you do about medical insurance? Cause you're on the road. Have you gotten really sick? Have you had any emergencies? How's that all worked out? Yes. Um, we, my husband works for a cloud-based computer company um, that's actually international uh, based in New Jersey, but his, he works uh, with a team based in Houston. And um, luckily, we have really good um, insurance, health insurance uh, with them. And we have, this is our third loop of the U.S. Uh, since we started this journey in July of 2020. And so the last uh, two years, we've gone back to North Carolina to our primary care physicians and our dentists. Um, but... I had an injury, a shoulder injury um, in Arizona in 2021, 
and it was really amazing. I called my insurance company and explained that we were full-time RVers and that I was going to be in Arizona and I had this shoulder injury and, you know, what did I need to do as far as seeing a physician? And the insurance company started calling physicians to find availability, uh, their approved doctors who take my insurance, to find availability and found a, an appointment and then put me on the phone with a scheduler. That was a shock. I mean, I didn't know that was a service that was provided and it just couldn't have worked out any better. That's great. And, and we've been trying to encourage people that there is just great care all over the country. It's almost oh. like your home. And, and what do you do about your mail? Okay. So we use St. Brendan's Isle um, in Green mm-hmm. Cove Springs. They're uh, primarily for RVers and um, boaters who are full-timing. And so what we do is all of our mail goes there. Uh, they show us the envelope in emails and we can say toss it or keep it. And um, we've never had them open anything. They do offer that service if you want them to open it and email you what's the content. Um, so, and there's no bulk mail or junk mail. That's immediately eliminated. So um, then what we do is if we're going to be sent, seeing friends or family along the way, we'll have our mail sent to their house. If not, we're in a region where we're not going to see anybody for a long time and we want our mail or, or have something particularly that's there that we need, uh, we'll do UPS uh, general delivery at a post office along the way. And with that, all you have to do is look at the services for a particular uh, mail post office on, on your route where you'd like to go and just confirm that they take general delivery mail. And I would imagine that you have uh, all, you pay all your bills online. You do as much as you can online, paperless. Well, last 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 question to you is: uh, You've been full time and now a thousand plus days. And uh, how long is this going to continue? How long do you do you see yourselves full time and on the road? Well, um, it will be July twenty sixth. It will be three years full time on the road, um, and we are already booked out. Uh, through November of this year, uh, we have for the first time ever discussed maybe renting a home in Florida for a couple of months this winter, someplace rather than get an Airbnb or VRBO for the kids to come separately at Thanksgiving or Christmas, maybe just rent something that we have from mid-November to mid-January uh, um, so that we have someplace for them to come to but also in a consideration of maybe setting up new doctors and new dentists and not continuing to go back to North Carolina, unless we're going to end up in North Carolina again. So that's, that's still very much on the table. Um, so that's up in the air. I would say we're definitely going to be on the road full time um, until November. And after that, uh, I would, I would guess, another six months um, to a year uh, because we haven't really figured out what's next for us. But the Western North Carolina mountains are still home. I left a piece of my heart there. Uh, And even after camping in all of the 48 uh, lower, you know, U.S. states, uh, minus Alaska and Canada, uh, Alaska and Hawaii, um, I still haven't found any place that speaks to me like Western North Carolina mountains. 
And family, I would imagine you have seen family a bunch and you, cause oh, you can go to them. Yes. That's been a luxury and a bonus of this whole thing that I don't think I really comprehended either. The friends, old friends at college and high school and elementary school friends that we have seen along the way and family uh, that we live in a completely different region and have never really spent a lot of time together. Those uh, stops and visits have just, you know, warmed our hearts and been icing on the whole experience. Well, Allie, I want to thank you for uh, sharing your adventures with us. I want to also thank you for posting many of them on our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. That's, again, as we said, how we came to know you and Wiley. And uh, we love following your adventures. And uh, maybe we'll check back with you in a few months and hear some more of the wonderful things that you're finding out there. I would love that. I love the RV Lifestyle community that we have built. Uh, It's such a positive, uplifting uh, inspirational page. Uh, I love being a contributor and interacting with all the wannabe full-timers and, <laughs> and the part-timers uh, and those who don't even necessarily have an RV yet but are, are, are interested in asking questions. I, I love being able to, to share my experience and hopefully inspire others to, to give it a go and, and see what it's all about. Well, you are a great ambassador for the RV Lifestyle. Thank you for that. And you can find uh, Allie on our RV Lifestyle Facebook group quite regularly. Say hi to your husband for us, and we'll see you down the road. Happy trails, as Jennifer says. Yes, see you out in the wild. Well, like you say, I think I'm more amazed, Jennifer, that they're in a Class B Mm -hmm. RV and living full-time for a 1,000 nights. Uh, A 1,000 days and nights in an RV uh, is is a challenge for a lot of people, but particularly in a small camper van. But, uh, boy, they sure make it sound appealing, don't they? Yeah, and Jack Russell's, I'm sure, helped out, too, the two puppies that weren't horses. (laughs) They are really cool dogs, Jack Russell's, yep. So anyway, we'll probably have Allie back again sometime, because she was just a a delight. And uh, we'll put a a link to our Facebook group where you can follow her. She's a regular poster there. Uh, It's just rvlifestyle.com slash Facebook, and check that out. All right, when we come back, we have the RV News of the Week. Jennifer and I bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee, in a 5,300-acre estate, a beautiful collection of mountaintop properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. For us, it was the anecdote to crowded, expensive campgrounds and the end of worrying about reservations. These are big properties, 5 to 250 acres, and you can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or RV year-round starting at $79,900. Your property, your way, 100% ownership, and the scenery is breathtaking. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet, and it is so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. Is ready whenever you want. This is the final phase now. They are selling these on May 20th by appointment. Five to 250 acre properties from $79,900. There's great financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. That's MyRVLand.com. Welcome back, and now it's time for the news of the week. And if you're headed for Death Valley National Park anytime soon, park officials have issued a warning to beware of animals acting oddly. 
after a woman was uh, bitten by a bat with rabies. The woman who works at a general store in Death Valley and was trying to remove a bat that was behaving strangely from an outdoor uh, garbage can when the bat bit her, penetrating her gloves. The bat luckily was captured and tested positive for rabies, which isn't good, but it was good that it was captured and tested. Now the woman is undergoing treatment. Uh, rabies is fatal if it isn't treated before symptoms begin. So park officials are urging the, uh, using the incident to uh, warn visitors to stay away from wildlife of all forms. Yeah, it's, that's a scary story. It is. Uh, hey, while we're out west, uh, and even though it has been real warm in many parts of the country now, snow continues to be closing campgrounds in uh, California with the California State Parks announcing this week uh, that about six campgrounds in the Lake Tahoe area will be closed well into June because of the heavy snowfall that they've had out there. Many parks are covered in at least six inches of snow right now. Uh, it's kind of impossible uh, to prepare for the traditional Memorial Day weekend opening and the state is issuing refund to people who uh, had a, a reservation, but it's a hard area to get into. It's gonna be hard for those reservation holders to visit even later in the season because it's so popular. So um, to, we'll put a link uh, that shows the campgrounds that are expected to open and when uh, on the show notes for this episode, which you find underneath the podcast tab at rvlifestyle.com. Now, here's a story from a park that, as far as I'm concerned, is a must-see park for everybody out there to go to. And this is from Yellowstone National Park. The, um, they're working to discover who shot a 500-pound grizzly bear some 14 miles east of the entrance to Yellowstone National Park. The dead male bear was found in Wyoming, not far from the highway, and, you know, originally they thought it may have been struck by a car, but when officials arrived, it was evident that someone had shot him. Federal officials, you know, they're not going to talk anymore about it. They're not commenting until an investigation is done. As uh, bears start to wake up from their winter hibernation, it's a good idea to make sure you're bear aware while camping. Mm. Um, a big story for those of you who have Winnebago's, they're recording, recalling, 6,536 RVs that were made between May of 2020 and March of 2023 because of a potential fire risk. The affected models include the Travado, the Solus, and the Echo. Uh, and those are all pretty high-end Winnebago uh, camper vans and uh, class uh, Bs and Cs. The problem uh, stems from the generator and particularly a faulty fuel hose that connects the inline fuel filter and the injunction, injunction pump module. Um, you'll start, if you're an owner, you'll get notified, uh, I think, on June 2nd, but uh, be aware that that is coming and you may want to start talking to your dealer about it. Now, here's a sad story. A Fargo couple who went last week to pick up their travel trailer for the camping season got a sad surprise. It was stolen. The couple dropped off their $20,000 trailer, which had about $7,000 worth of supplies inside, plus priceless memories in October. The trailer could have been stolen anytime between October and now. And the storage facility where they left it 
for the winner had no security cameras, but did have a, a keypad entry system. And the couple had numerous camping reservations for May, all of which they're going to have to miss. Hmm. Well, that's the news of the week. Links to all those stories uh, under the podcast tab at rvlifestyle.com. And when we come back, it's uh, a look with the queen bee at what you need to know about your RV refrigerator. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. And these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. All right, welcome back. It's time now for the RV tip of the week from uh, Brenda, a certified RV inspector from Queen Bee RV. And Brenda focuses on educating RVers on how to care for their RVs and especially women RVers. She's and, a regular contributor to the right. podcast and loves to share her expertise. And today we're going to talk about uh, what you need to know about RV refrigerators. Hey, Mike and Jen, I'm coming to you from the National RV Training Academy where we just finished up a week of classes and I thought I'd take advantage of one of our props that we use in the classroom and tell you some tips about the RV refrigerator. Now we typically see three types of refrigerators in the RV space and that is the residential style. We're seeing a lot more of the 12 volt DC refrigerators and then we see a bunch of these absorption style refrigerators. Very old technology, still around, going strong. You'll know you have an absorption refrigerator by these telltale silver fins on the backside of the refrigerator wall. 
So the power sources that you either will have a two-way or a three-way. The two-way is operated by propane and 120 volts AC, and then the three-way throws 12 volts DC into the mix. All of those sources need 12 volts DC to even turn the refrigerator on, so your coach battery is really important. So let me throw in a couple of tips about optimizing its performance. Number one, this thing doesn't have a fan, so it doesn't circulate air on the inside of the fridge. So on that note, don't overpack it with food. And if you have the opportunity, cool down your groceries and your leftovers before you put anything inside there. It takes a while to get the temperature back down every time you put something warm in there or when you open the door. And then on that note, make sure you cool this thing down overnight. Plug it in and let it cool down overnight before you take off on a trip. They'll tell you four to six hours to reach proper temperature, but it really needs most likely overnight. Keep it level. You've heard that before and it's true. It's very important that when this thing is plugged in and turned on, that you keep it level. The coils on the back need to be at a certain angle to prolong the life and operate properly. Airflow is king and the airflow is happening on the back side of this refrigerator. That heat transfer is happening and extracting that hot air from the interior of this. And so cool air needs to be moving up over those coils. So you need to look at your exterior access panel. It's down low on the exterior of the RV. Look inside there and make sure that there's not any debris or anything that would block airflow. And also check up on your rooftop vents. Sometimes birds can make nests up there. There might be bugs or whatnot. So so keep all that clear. Now let's talk about some troubleshooting. If you have ice on these fins back here, it's just too warm inside the fridge, adjust your temperature. You can do it on your control panel or you might have this little thermistor. I don't know if you guys can see it, but there's a little white plastic clip on one of those fins. If yours is adjustable, just move that up and down. Now, if you have no power to the fridge at all, that the control panel does not light up, that's probably a 12 volt problem. So look at your coach battery, make sure it's fully charged and you might check the fuse. So let's talk about what if this is working on propane, but not on electric. I want you to do a few things. Look at the breaker in your electrical panel box for the fridge. Make sure that that hasn't tripped. There's actually a plug on the back side of this in your exterior access panel. Make sure nobody's unplugged that. And then also make sure that you're not exceeding the power capabilities for your coach. Like if you're a 30 amp, you might have some other 120 volt items on that is hogging all the power. And then lastly, if it's working on electric on 120 volt, but not on propane, there could be a couple of things. Make sure that you have propane and make sure that you're not in propane lockout. You might've had something calling for propane when you first opened the cylinder and that set you into lockout. So all you need to do is shut down all the propane appliances, head outside, turn your service valve to the off or closed position, wait a beat, and then open it back up. The other kind of lockout is if this tried to light three times and it was not able to ignite, it will shut itself off and you would have to reset the refrigerator, turn it off and on again. And hopefully it was just a fluke and it'll turn on and light the next time. So I hope these tips were helpful and I'll see you on the next episode. Back to you, Mike and Jen. Well, Brenda gave us a lot of information there, and we should point out that there's a transcript of everything she shared, all those steps that you need to know about. At, you'll find that under the uh, podcast tab and the show notes for this episode at rvlifestyle.com. 
All right. And now it's time for the app of the week. And uh, this is, of course, taken from the pages of NewTravelTech.com. That's our sister blog that celebrates the many ways technology enhances the entire travel experience. Um, and uh, today's tip is just a brief one. It's from uh, an article they published about how to handle work from the road problems uh, as you travel. And one of the scenarios they talked about was if you're on the road and suddenly your router or your cell phone or whatever it is dies and you don't have an internet connection, but you got to get on Wi-Fi. So uh, if you want to forego uh, all those worries and stuff, uh, you just need to find Wi-Fi. And so there is a, a Wi-Fi finder app that will locate free Wi-Fi that you can access and not free, some that you can pay for. But um, it's, a, it's really cool. It's a Wi-Fi app uh, and it, uh, it's a map that shows where it's available. We'll put a link to it at rvlifestyle.com. Look under the podcast tab at the blog. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And it'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Time now for the RV questions of the week. And right off the top, let us tell you how much we love to get your questions. You can reach us anytime at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. What's our question this week? This question is from Glenn and Rose. And the question is, can we use cell phone hotspot connection through the Mercedes Sprinter RV? Or do you have to purchase a plan that Mercedes offers through Telecom Hotspot Drive to get it to respond like an Alexa? Is it prudent to purchase the Wi-Fi connection for the RV and one for the Sprinter? And this is from Glenn and Rose. And uh, this Telecom connection is, is what your Mercedes dealer wants you to buy. That's the one that Mercedes sells. And frankly, uh, we don't recommend that. Uh, it's a needless cost for you. And I don't know what information they gave you, but you do not need a separate Wi-Fi connection for the vehicle and then one for the RV for, for you when you're camping. Just one for the whole RV will do it. And frankly, your cell phone can handle all that if you activate that as, as just a, a, you know, a hotspot, its own cell phone. Now, most people who do some serious RVing end up buying a data plan. They get a MiFi card from their carrier or they buy their own router and all of that stuff. Um, if you, but if you don't want to invest in all that right now, your cell phone can be used as a hotspot. Now, as to Alexa, it's a little more complicated. Um, you can use Alexa in your Sprinter, but because it's a Sprinter, you're going to need then to have 
uh, to either bring your own Alexa with you, you know, the big unit that you have at home, you can bring that and tap that into your cellular network. Uh, or um, you can buy a small little device that Sprinter recommends that will connect with the entertainment system in the Sprinter and let you use Alexa as well. Um, I did a quick check and you have to buy some extra device. It's not built into the Sprinter entertainment system. It is on many other vehicles. I checked, for example, on our tow vehicle for our fifth wheel, which is a Ford F-250. And uh, a service called Alexa Auto is built into that through the Ford entertainment system. And then I can use my own app or I can access that through the entertainment system on Ford to, to say, you know, Alexa, you know, what's the weather like in, in uh, Des Moines, Iowa right now? Um, there are a lot of other vehicles that have Alexa Auto built into them. But um, in your case, Sprinter doesn't have it that way because, you know, it's a German company. Uh, and if you want to connect the Sprinter's dashboard system, you're going to have to have um, another device. Uh, if you are curious what vehicles do have uh, Alexa Auto, we'll put a link to that in the show notes um, under the podcast tab. Just look for this episode. Send us your comments. Send us your questions. Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. That's the show for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Happy trails. Happy trails.